I'm Danny, that witch next door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Hello, neighbor. Guess what? It's October. I'm so happy. Are you so happy that it's October? It's okay if you're not happy that it's October, but if you are excited and happy that it's October, I'm celebrating with you. (laughs) I am so excited to be bringing you this very special guest episode today. Um, If you have been listening to that witch podcast for a while, if you've been around in the neighborhood for a while, this is not the first time you will be meeting our guest, Daniel, the past life regressionist today. Um, But if this is your first time, I am absolutely thrilled to introduce my very dear friend and colleague to you all today. I think that you're really, really going to enjoy our discussion today, especially now that we're in Libra season, we're getting into October. Um, we're getting into Scorpio season. We're getting into the spooky. We're getting into the spiritual. Um, I think that you're really, really going to enjoy learning more about past life regression, because I think that this is a time of the year that we feel really called to this kind of work. So I hope that you find a lot of value in today's episode. Now, before we jump into everything with Daniel today, I want to bring you this week's That Witch School Bulletin. So we are doing some really, really fun things right now in That Witch School. Um, First of all, as many of you already know, I released my first self-paced online course, astrology course for everyone in the neighborhood last week. And so level one astrology with that witch next door, the bones of the chart, we're going into the signs, the ruling planets, the houses, the four major angles, bringing it all together. That is up and available for anyone to purchase and take that class right now on my website. Um, You can go to thatwitchnextdoor.com slash astrology to learn more about that. But my students in that witch school, they already had access to that course for a couple of months and they've already taken level one. And we spent September uh, working on intentional study review and the importance of intentional study review. And we went through all of those levels one chart basics. And now we are finally getting started on going through section by section level two astrology with each other before that gets released to the public here very, very soon. You can keep keep an eye out for that. Um, So we're all very excited about that. Also so thrilled and grateful because our shadow work support group um, has a couple more calls scheduled this month. So we started the shadow work support group a few months ago, just in our private online community on Mighty Networks, um, as kind of a a topic of, of conversation in there where we can all contribute and work through shadow work with one another. But we also started incorporating a group call aspect, which honestly, because it's being hosted by 
therapist, spiritual mentor, and shamanic reverend, my lovely dear friend and colleague, Sierra Jolene um, of Shadows and Grimoires. She is really turning this into a witchy group therapy. It's, it's, really magical and really incredible and so special. And I am absolutely just beyond to be able to be offering this to the students inside that witch school. So if any of these things sound fun or interesting or like they were meant for you, make sure you head to thatwitchnextdoor.com slash enroll to learn more about that witch school today. All righty. And for our neighbor's spotlight this week, um, we have a special neighbor that I'm highlighting this week that has been around for a very, very long time and is has become really such a dear friend of mine and light in my life is actually our very own Jenny SRP. So Jenny is my many things. <laughs> She's kind of my right hand wizard. (laughs) Um, But Jenny is my social media and community manager. And so she helps bring so much magic and witchy goodness to all of my video content um, on YouTube. Really, if it's a video, Jenny has probably had added her magic to it for me. Um, But she also is a prefect in that witch school. And so she helps students with astrology questions. She's just extra support, not only in my business, but in my life as well. Um, She is also uh, not only my wonderful friend and colleague, but she is of Daniel, the past life regressionist as well. So I just wanted to take a moment to say, all of my my love and thanks to Jenny. And I really, really hope that you go check out her really amazing offerings that she has. You can get a magical tarot reading from her. Um, you can also seek her out for some media work if that is something that you need in your business as well. She does so many things because she is so wonderfully, wonderfully talented. You can find her info in the show notes below. But you can find her on Instagram at Jenny SRP videos. So I just wanted to say hi and I love you. All right, neighbor, without any further ado, let's get right into it for today. I would like to introduce or reintroduce you to Daniel, the past life regressionist. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm That Witch Next Door. I'm going to be your host, your guide, your mentor, and instructor in all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and witchy business. And today, we have a very special guest, not his first time in the neighborhood. So I'm very excited to be welcoming Daniel back to the show. Daniel, could you say hi to everybody for us? Hey, everybody. This is Daniel, the past life regressionist <laughs> and dear friend and colleague of mine. <laughs> I was having a moment there. Well, thank you for having me back, Danny. I always love being here. Always. Of course. Well, as always, always we've been you. chatting now for what, almost an hour before pressing record? Yes, yeah. as always. It's like it's good. we plan times to record and then don't because we spend so much time chatting and then yes. life happens. Then we finally record, but we still have to talk for about an hour before we hit record. Mm-hmm. We get the we get the fuel burning. We get the fire going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 
Daniel, um, welcome back, like I said, um, for everyone that's already met you. But for those of our listeners and neighbors here who have not, would you mind introducing yourself, please, with who you are, what you do, and your big three? Sure. Well, to start off, I'm Daniel, the past life regressionist. And as the name suggests, I'm a past life regressionist. I'll get to what that means in a second, but just got to shamelessly plug my podcast, Timeless Spirituality. So check it out. Okay. You'll learn a lot about past life regression over there. So definitely go check it out. Yeah, we, we talk about past life regression a little bit there. A little A little, bit. a lot. <laughs> okay. Well, before I get to past life regression, then I'll go for the big three. I am a Taurus sun, Taurus moon, and an Aquarius rising. So just yes, a, you are. <laughs> just a mismatch there. <laughs> I like it, though. It's a good one. It's a good combo. Yeah. I'm a fan. I really like it. Okay, shut up, Aquarius Rising. Stop. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> uh, I'm like, all right, here comes my Taurus Mercury. <laughs> past life regression. What is past life regression? It is a form of hypnosis where you can go back to revisit a past life. Super duper cool. That's the baseline of it. But the big differentiation between that and a past life reading is that when you are doing a reading, someone is telling you what you were. They're saying, oh, you were, I'm filling the blank there because my mind just goes to Aquarius stuff, sure. you know, right away. But a regression is you actually experiencing it yourself. So at no point am I ever saying to you, Danny, you were a farmer. Danny, you were a sailboat captain. Danny, you were, you know, a shit gallow cleaner. Nice. Oh, that was a good one there. <laughs> That one just rolled. Where did that come from? Uh, maybe I'm just drawing from my past lives there. This is why. I, okay, never mind. We won't go into that. Uh, okay. All right, scale it back, D. Scale it back. So if that's the baseline for past life regression is you having the experience for yourself. But it also comes in a multitude of ways because I think some people think that it's about a full immersion, that you will be fully immersed in what you're experiencing and seeing. It can be that. But what I tend to find is that it's more fleeting visuals or mm -hmm. it's just a feeling or a knowing. Sometimes you're hearing something, but it comes to you however it comes. And whatever it is, if you allow the process to unfold, it becomes more and more profound as time goes on, as you just trust the process. So with that said, it can be used for many different things. First off, curiosity. A lot of people just wonder, who was I? What did I do in a past life? Next is, and I say this as someone who is not a doctor, just making that very clear, it can be used to address physical ailments, potentially. Now, I'm always going to say to someone, if they come to me saying, oh, I've got this issue. My first question is, have you seen a doctor yet? Have you seen a doctor? <laughs> Once they've crossed, we are the same. I do the same thing for all of my clients. <laughs> once they've crossed everything off the list and they're coming up short, then it's time to address it through past life regression because maybe the answer resides somewhere in a past life, something that you are holding on to that's been carried over. Now, it can also be used to address, let's just say, emotional baggage that you're carrying around because it could be something from past life that is playing itself out in this life because, well, 
cycles just repeat. So it's a good way to get an understanding of where you're coming from with regards to that and to see that you've been doing this for many lifetimes. So you might as well just address it now. Another cool thing it can be used for is to understand personal dynamics. You know, it's like that, that expression, like, where do I know you from? Or that time when you meet someone, you feel very familiar. I feel like I know you. Well, maybe you do, but just not from your current incarnation. Maybe you know that person from past life. I'm sure many people right now who are listening have a spouse, a partner, best friend, sister, brother. I'm sure they can point to someone who they feel that they've known before. So maybe something you can uncover in a past life. Now, I keep using the word maybe because I think it's really important to never work in absolutes and say that you will find the answers because who the hell am I to guarantee anything? Period. Well, absolutely. Not only that, but, and thank you so, so much for that because there's this, honestly, there's kind of this glamorizing around past life exploration happening right now, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, and I'm not fully against it. I get it in a lot of ways. At least, at the very least, I understand it because it is really cool. Like you said, it is really fascinating. There is a lot of information that can be gained. Um, but this kind of leads me into one of our first questions for today, which is there, there are a lot of misconceptions around this work, I believe. Um, and that I also see a lot and you already kind of started hitting on some of them. Um, namely this, uh, one size fits all, cure all, treats all, right? I'm going to find the exact answer the exact way. And folks, you could be going to a past life regressionist. You could be going to a tarot reader. You could go to an astrologer, a medium. And I promise you, if you're just asking for someone to spell your entire rest of your life out for you so that you're not confused anymore, it ain't going to happen. It doesn't work that way. There's this whole part of our human experience and our lives that have to do with the unknown. We have free will and choice to talk about and, and shifting of, of timelines, if you will. But I want to ask first, Daniel, um, what do you think are some of, if not the biggest misconception you, you see, um, people have, especially that kind of holds them back from the overall experience? I think I'm going to go in the direction of making the assumption right now that people know a thing or two about past life regression who are listening because you can go to anyone right now to tell you what the popular misconceptions are, but I'm going to tell you the stuff that most practitioners probably won't tell you. Good. I like that. First is, I think you nailed it when you said, it's not, it's not a fix all. I think that is a popular misconception because I have people who come to me thinking that they will walk out magically healed and cured from whatever it may be, or that the cord has been cut or that all their problems have magically disappeared after doing one session. Well, first off, I appreciate their confidence in me, but I'm not a miracle worker. (laughs) (laughs) So that's number one. 
Number two is that you have any control over the situation. Now, you have control throughout the process in what you allow to come through, but you have no control over what your experience is going to be. So that's somewhere I run into an issue with some people is when an expectation is not met because of what they've, and this is, I mean, I love that past life regression is really becoming something that's more prevalent out there, more accepted, more widespread. But then you got the bullshit artists out there too, who are pushing, I don't want to say fakeness, but they're pushing a very, I think you said it also, a very glamorized picture of it. Yeah. Which is, this is what's going to happen. If you want to explore the time when you were a, you know, a high priestess in Atlantis, come talk to me. And I'll, I'm going to book you your your high priestess, Atlantis, Lemuria, yeah. past life Someone regression. Someone tells you all along. That's what you're looking for, by the way. It's these people that are looking for, you're right, all along, people told you weren't magical, but really you are, and you do have a purpose in life. You know what I mean? And, like, I think that there's a truthful way to go about that. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's this glamorized, you really do tell people what they want to hear because that gets appointments and views and followers to be to be frank (laughs) right which doesn't benefit us when we're (laughs) because you know we have that same mentality of well we're not going to scare the shit out of you or paint a pretty picture for you in order to get you to come to a session with us yeah true and i'll tell you the reason i don't do that is because doing what i do i'm a firm believer in karma obviously (laughs) so i feel the worst thing i can do is to mislead someone or try to mm-hmm. prosper or make financial gains off of their fear or their, I don't want to go as far to say delusions, but their perceptions of the way that something sure. should be. I don't want to capitalize off that because it's yeah. wrong. Now, And basically just feed someone their expectations that they showed up with. Exactly. So with that, I think another misconception that goes hand in hand with being magically cured is that you don't need to do anything after a session, that everything has already been taken care of. Well, that, that's not the way it works. <laughs> I'm sorry, not the way that it works. To me, the most difficult part is what comes after the session because it's about the implementation of the information that you've been presented. Because that's what past life regression really is, in my opinion. It's being presented with information and then free will comes in the equation of what do I want to do with that information now that I have it? Do I want to make a change or do I not want to make a change? Do I want to look at the world through this lens or do I want to look at it through that lens? So that's, and that's something I've, I've recognized more. I'd say in the last year or so with people who have come to me, Because I think COVID did this amazing thing, which is it slowed people down and gave them an opportunity to explore these things. But then when you see a meme and it shapes your view of something, then still, I think it's the expectation that's set. Yeah. And I'm I'm doing a great job selling past life regression right now, by the way. I think that you really are. (laughs) (laughs) I think that you really are because there, there are so many people that want to actively do the work and want to understand their trauma. They want to understand their wounds. They want to understand their cycles in this life and beyond. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And there, because the, I, I was one of them. I was one of these people that was like, I don't want this generated answer for me. Please stop giving me this generated answer. I want to understand it so that I can create the answer for myself, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I think that you bring up a really, really, really good point. And again, whether it's past life regression or another type of spiritual session or reading, I think people expect this like crystal clear clarity afterwards. I'm going to know exactly who I am. I'm going to know exactly what I want to do. Every decision may as well be made for me after that because I'll know. I always say the best sessions you leave with more questions than you showed up with. 100%. By the way, you guys can't see this right now, but Danny's got her arm like flung over her chair, just just sitting back, right? It's really cool. Yep. <laughs> like very casual. I, I'm in my element when I'm talking about effective <laughs> spiritual sessions. Well, let me tell you about what I know about learning a thing or two about spirituality. <laughs> Hold my beer. See, that's what they come here for. Let me tell you a thing or two. <laughs> I I really do think a lot of people expect all the answers. And maybe if we can start talking about things like this, about having an effective past life regression, what kind of mindset you should have going into it, what kind of mindset you should have leaving, you know, maybe people go into it with different expectations, aka hopefully lack thereof. <laughs> um, hopefully that's what, you know, the whole point is to not expect anything and be open-minded. But um, I I think that you're already kind of clearing the path for us, Daniel, here on like how to really have an effective past life regression, like taking into consideration your intentions, number mm-hmm. one, right? Like why? Why do you want to do this? What do you want to get out of this? Um, and then I think that and this leads me to my next question. We need to talk about who you're asking to guide you. Mm-hmm. So first, what are the methods that you use for past life regression? And would you also mind telling us any other like popular methods, even if you don't use them, that people may come across? Sure. So the primary methods I use are QHHT, which stands for quantum healing hypnosis technique. And the other one is beyond quantum healing which is the same ballpark. And another popular method is called life between lives. So the difference between that and what I do is, well, let me just tell you guys first what a session looks like. Before the session, I will send you a pre-session questionnaire, which has prompts for questions that you would like to know about your life. And those questions will be asked at the end of the session with your higher self, but I'll get there. So then, you know, you... You do the pre-session questionnaire, you send it to me. And then on the day of your session, we first have the pre-session, which is just chatting, which is always very funny when we turn on the camera or sitting in person and someone's like, all right, should I lay down now? Oh, no, 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 we're not there yet. (laughs) We'll be there. (laughs) It's going to be a while before we get there. (laughs) Because I need to understand who you are in this life in order to be able to spot the patterns in a past life. So we will go through your history in this life starting from birth until today and just hitting all those points of whatever comes up for you. Then we will do the, I'm sorry, then we'll go over your pre-session questionnaire, which again is 
the questions that you have for your higher self. It's questions that you want to know about yourself. And you can ask whatever it is that you want to ask. Now, the other thing that goes hand in hand with that, though, is just because you want to know the answer doesn't mean that it would be beneficial for you to know that answer. Mm -hmm. So your higher self may not share that information with you, but your higher self will also give you a reason why it's not right for you to receive that information right now. And people get it. They do. They get it when the information is given to them in the sense of this is why you're not ready for it. So yeah, then we'll go back and do your regression and you'll see whatever it is you need to see. Then we'll move to the higher self and ask the questions. And then I bring it back and we chat about it. Now that was me just really glossing and glazing over it because there can be a lot of magic that happens in there. A lot. If you allow Mm -hmm. the magic to unfold. Most important thing again, not having expectations. I can't stress that enough. Expectations will ruin the experience for you because you will not allow yourself to just be, just to be present, to be there and to allow the flow to happen. Sorry, what was the question again? (laughs) For me going off on that tangent? No, you're still, I like this though, because you're explaining what a session with you is like, but ultimately answering the question of what methods do you use and what are some of these common ones? So you were describing yours. So you could tell us how it's a little different between earth to life between lives. Yeah. So life between lives, the difference becomes instead of going to the higher self, you go to a space where this is the way that I experienced it. From what I understand, people experience it differently where you go to the life review after that life. And you learn about what it is that happened in that life, what could have been done differently, what you did right. And that sometimes you may see just that in-between space because I have people who see after death and what it's like to be in the afterlife, but that is not a process that I I consciously lead someone through. It's just Mm -hmm. that their higher self feels that they should see it. So... It happens from time to time, but if you're looking for that, I'd say go for something like Light Between Lives. And, but again, don't have expectations because a a friend of mine is a practitioner of Light Between Lives and she says, yeah, it, it appears differently for different people. So you don't get what you want, but you get what you need. I love that though. I really do. Now, tell us a little bit, and this is because of so many people that think these two are the same things and I'm not devaluing either, but why is doing a self-guided free regression meditation Mm -hmm. different than like a QHHT session? Because I think when we're talking about higher self, connecting with higher self, learning from higher self, there are many methods we can do this as humans. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be through hypnosis. It doesn't have to be guided. It de- Right? There are so many other ways. But when we're specifically talking about past life regression, will you tell us the difference? Because I, I do find that, I'm serious, a lot of people think these are very, very identical. <clears throat> I'm really, really sorry for my cough, everybody. <laughs> I am on that cough struggle train today. 
there are similar elements between the two of them. But I can tell you this for me in my own sessions. Do I have the ability to go record my voice and listen to the playback and put myself in that space and then have it recorded to take myself out of that space at a certain point? Yeah, I can do that. But I go to other practitioners to do sessions for me because there's something different about having someone right there with you, keeping you on track. And even though I know the process, if I were to go the route of doing the recording, I believe that there's more potential for conscious interference because there's not someone keeping Mm. you there on track. Another thing is those are very generalized past life regressions for the recordings where it's, all right, let's go see this part. Now let's go here. Minute later, now let's go here. Or now let's move forward. Now let's move forward. Whereas if you're doing a session with a practitioner, it's not about looking at a stopwatch and saying, oh, a minute or two minutes has passed. It's time to move them forward. It's have we taken care of everything we need to take care of in this scene? And the answer, or sorry, if the answer is no, then we need to take care of it and not move Mm -hmm. forward. So you're not going to get that in a YouTube recording. And so one person theoretically then could move through more lives in one session than another person. Mm -hmm. Because you could spend longer in each life then, right? Yeah. And it's also not even up to me. Because I believe that the higher self is running the show and the higher self knows what you need to see. So it could just, you know, I'll be like, all right, let's move forward to an important day. And next thing we know, you're in a new life. Even though I haven't said, let's move to another life, you'll just be in another life. And then I have those sessions where people just stay in one life because that's what they need. And I, (laughs) I mean, the two things you're really going to hear me say today are No expectations and you get what you need, not what you want. Yeah, you really do. Mm -hmm. That's why it's one of the biggest things I challenge you to do if you have a past life regression, honestly, whether it's self-guided or guided by somebody is to try to move away from like disappointment afterwards, because Mm -hmm. that means that you're going into it right with some kind of expectation. And, and further from that, if you do find that those feelings come up, I think the best way to address it would, would to be explore why, Mm -hmm. like ask yourself, what was I expecting? Why was I expecting that? Why did I feel I needed to see that kind of a thing and and unpack that? Um, Um, I just have one more thing to say with Oh, the YouTube do. regressions, though. I believe that there, there's value to them, though. If it's what you have at your disposal, if it's something you just want to get a feel for, because that's how I started. I started by finding a recording on YouTube, and it was an interesting experience. Now, still, it didn't hold a candle. Is that the expression? Did I use that one right? Yeah. 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 Didn't hold yeah. a candle in my first <laughs> uh, one-on-one, but... There's still value there. So I I don't want to write it off completely. Just I want to differentiate what can be accomplished in both of them. And I really appreciate that because I agree that they can each serve their own purpose at different times Mm -hmm. for different people. And honestly, if you 
are going into something with a lot of intention. You've been doing a lot of introspection and self-exploration and stuff. Again, there are lots of ways to connect with your higher self and get really, really valuable information Mm -hmm. from your higher self. Um, And exactly that. And that's why I wanted to say the same thing. I'm not devaluing either one, but they are very different experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's important to know, especially if you're someone who's done um, self-guided or, um, more generalized guided medit uh, sorry, regressions on like YouTube or recordings and you are going into or planning to have your first professional one-on-one like full-blown QHHT session with somebody. Yes. I think that it would be very beneficial to know this is probably going to be nothing like that. So I'm going to try and just have no expectations and just be as open-minded and open in my heart as I can. So Daniel, this brings me perfectly to my next question, which is if you could go back and ask younger Daniel, when you very first started getting into past life regression, what would your advice be for yourself? Well, I wouldn't ask him anything. I would tell him very sternly. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think you have it all figured out. That was very detrimental to me, thinking that I knew everything based off of what I had experienced, because what that led me to do was to fill in the gaps, you know, gaps that I was not ready to receive, but I painted a picture based off of, quite frankly, a lot of bullshit that I was seeing out there. And that was, that was my problem was thinking that I knew it all. The flip side of that is I feel I also, well, let me back up further. When I say a lot of bullshit out there, I mean the fluff. That this is what this is. This is what this is. If 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 you see this, this is what it means. Oh, oh, I saw that. This This is what it must mean. Like, uh, kind of like de- dream decoding. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like one of the funny ones I hear from people are, uh, you know, the aliens that come from this place look like this. The aliens that come from this place look like this. Huh? Like what? It's funny because I heard someone else last week say that the aliens from that place that you just mentioned, that they look like dogs. Actually, they look like cats or they look like frogs. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How do you know? How do you know what they look like? How does the person who told you what they look like know what they look like? How does the person who told them, who told the person who told you, know what they look like? How do you know? That got me into a lot of trouble. Fortunately, I was very closeted about these things. So this was just an internal process. I was not vocalizing it to anyone but it wrecked havoc on me. Mm -hmm. And look, I got exactly what I needed out of my first session. It was the most profound experience of my life. Even yesterday, as I was driving, I was thinking about just how special it was because I still have my own sessions every two to three months to this day. And I'm like, oh, I got a session coming up in a couple hours. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen today. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> we'll see. 
I'll drive there. I'll do it. I'll drive home. <laughs> That'll be that. But I got so caught up in the external that I didn't focus on what was important, which was just chilling. I just needed to take a step back, but I didn't. You know, I was, I was so excited because this was this brand new world that I hadn't really mm-hmm. explored yet. And I am someone who's, I pride myself on my discernment. And I didn't get taken advantage of by anyone. No one, no one fooled me. It was just me fooling myself. Like choosing to believe in certain things. Now, with that, no one took my money because I didn't go join any cults or anything like that or sign up for the Ascension programs. I don't know. Handing over $20,000 to work with this person and teach you how to ascend in four weeks. But <laughs> I'm sure that that's out there somewhere. Uh, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Or is it three weeks? Three. Spirit number. <laughs> but five is too much. So if they're selling to you for 20000 in five weeks, that's not the person for you. By the way, I'm totally <laughs> kidding right now. But I got caught up in all that and I really got my ass kicked with the great eclipse of 2017 Mm -hmm. because it hit on a really sensitive part of my chart in the way that I relate to others. And I just saw that I was fooling myself. Now, it had been a couple of years at this point since I had embarked on this this journey of inner delusion. Look, I'll call a spade a spade for that one. That's just all me. (laughs) And it really snapped me backwards. Now, that actually came through a session because there was a session that I had with a client and they saw me in their past life. And what they saw ran counter to what I believed my history was based off of those those narratives and those holes that I was feeling that I told you about. But there was something that felt right about what she was saying and it really rattled mm-hmm. me to my core because I then realized that I had shaped my belief system based off of a fantasy off of a grandiosity that didn't need to be there because what I was really doing was running away from my problems. Mm-hmm. I was really spiritual bypassing because everything became about purpose to me. And look, I still did my laundry, but I didn't see any value in focusing on my life or focusing on my shadow. Why do I need to focus on my shadow? I know my purpose. I'm here to save the world. That's stupid for me to look at stuff in childhood. That's just going to waste my time. I don't need to look at that. (laughs) Mm. Oh, as I kid myself on that one. (laughs) That's what I would tell younger Daniel. Mm. Slow down. Take a deep breath. Evaluate the situation for what it is. And don't make it bigger than what it is. And... 
that's that's the message ultimately. Like we could stop the recording right here. I know we're not going to because we still have <laughs> a lot to talk about. But if there's anything that I really want to get across today, and still that's without knowing what we're going to talk about next, because there could be some really profound shit on the way. <laughs> this is the message I hope that everyone really takes away is just slow down, pump the brakes, and don't get swept up by the external. I think it really is about going inward. And just because something looks pretty and flashy doesn't mean it's always best. You know, it's no best thing I can think of right now for that or best example is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Nice. Remember? Nice name drop. (laughs) Have you seen it? Yeah, but I haven't had it referenced on the show. This is awesome. Yeah, that's. (laughs) Well, since the movie came out 33 years ago, I'm not going to spoil anything or i mean i'm I'm gonna spoil it for someone but whatever (laughs) it was 33 years ago uh and as i'm saying those numbers i'm like hmm i wonder if someone's gonna be reading between the lines right now (laughs) no it's because it's 2022 and the movie came out in 1989 dates and times and places are just sort of my thing so i just happen to know that the last crusade came out in 89 but at the very end of the movie when indiana jones had to pick what was it the the chalice or what was it that they called it at the end there with the the cup the cup of jesus i've only seen the last crusade once i believe so long so like long story Sorry, short indiana jones had to pick the the cup of jesus in order to save save his father i mean there's a lot that i'm not touching on there but there were people who chose before him because there were all these just beautiful cups, like elegant cups just sprawled out. And the other people were going for the most beautiful ones, the shiniest ones. And they ended up dying because they picked the wrong one. Mm -hmm. But Indiana Jones went for the carpenter's cup, which was the Mm -hmm. simplest one there. And it was the right one. And then there was this, this old dude, this old crusader, We've been there for a really long time saying, you have picked correctly or you have chosen right. (laughs) But I bring that up because it wasn't the shiniest cup. It was the simplest Mm -hmm. one. But it was still the magic cup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I'm really proud of myself for coming up with that one right now. I mean, I am too. I really (laughs) like that analogy, Daniel. First of all, anyone around here knows about my love of analogies. (laughs) And I really like this because while you were talking right before the Indiana Jones reference, what kept coming through to me is exactly there's magic in the mediocrity. Mm -hmm. I really think, and I see this same thing, over and over and over again where it must not be profound. It must not be meaningful unless it was this bright and flashy and glitzy thing. And like, whoever promised that really look at the sources that painted that picture for you. Mm -hmm. Then when you look at those sources and their drivers and their motivators, do you, do you still think that the picture they painted is a real one? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, sorry. I'm just glad that you brought this up because at my, my first regression with you, I had, I think I even asked you, like, do people always have these boring of lives or whatever? 
And especially now that it's been some time since then, I've been able to go like, yeah, because that's real life. Mm -hmm. Those are real life incarnations. There's not this. And exactly when you really get down to the nitty gritty, you'll realize why do I think it's going to be that way? And it comes back to these expectations. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. So most of the lives that I experience in my own regressions, they're just the simple ones. Have had a couple Mm -hmm. cool ones? Sure. But it's not about the cool ones because the real magic is in that simplicity, just as you were saying. And what also came up for me is with regards to the shiny stuff, there was someone who I greatly admired and still admire to this day. You know, someone who I considered to be a mentor figure. I've had a couple of those along the way. And when I told this person that I wanted to learn astrology, which was you know, at this point, we're looking almost six years ago. Mm-hmm. They said to me, don't waste your time with that. You're, you're too gifted. That will just waste your time. That will, that will distract you. I said, huh? And what? Huh? That will just distract you. You're, you're too gifted. You have, look at the, you know, this, yeah, you know, this and that and this and that. Said, huh? One of the things that started to snap me out of it was seeing that. Why is why is this person telling me not to look there? I mean, their intentions are not in the wrong place. I truly believe that this person thought that that was what was best for me. But I believe they were also viewing it through the lens of the, or the lens of the way they viewed the world. And that mm-hmm. it really is about how gifted you you may be or this or that or this inherent whatever it may be. But let me tell you, astrology changed my life when I didn't listen to that advice. Of, Don't take that. You're too gifted. Well, why can't the two coexist at the same time? They most definitely can. And I don't like to use the word definitely, but they can. And astrology ended up changing my practice as well because it's not part of past life regression, but I incorporate it because... To me, the difference between shadow work from an astrologer or just basic therapy is when you're doing basic therapy, you have to consciously be aware of what's happening for you in the moment. Whereas for shadow work with a bona fide astrologer, they can spot your wounds in the chart. They can spot the things that may be hidden from you, hence the shadow and bring it to your conscious awareness. Now, how that Mm -hmm. assisted me was it helped me understand the right questions to ask during the pre-session because a lot of my clients don't have a conscious awareness of their patterns. Mm -hmm. And that's okay Mm -hmm. because they're in the shadows. But my sessions, I believe, became more effective because I knew the right questions to ask. And... If I decided to hire an Ascension coach instead of going and taking astrology, then now still, this isn't to knock Ascension coaches because I, I personally don't believe I've interacted with any, but what does that mean? Mm -hmm. What does that really mean? And also with past life regression, 
Another thing I would tell young Daniel is it's a very effective tool for healing and growth, but it's not everything. Yeah. Because in my mind at the time, everything had its origins in the past, which it still may very well be. However, it was only about the past and it took me yeah. away from the present. I didn't need to look at things now and just needed to look at them back then. And then I realized, wait, huh? And keep in mind, I was a practitioner at this time also. So this thing that I deeply believed in, I had to step back and say, I still believe in it, but there's more. So if something comes up, I need to just look at it in the here and now. There's an issue that comes up, address it. Just look at it and address it. If it comes up in a regression, awesome. But past lives aren't everything. That's right. The past life regressionist just said that. The past lives aren't everything. Damn, I'm really I'm shooting myself in the foot left and right today. I like it, though. Come and have and a session with me, everyone. You're really perfectly segueing me, me into all these questions, honestly. And I don't think you're doing it on purpose. But it's <laughs> working really well for my benefit. So I'm glad that you say this, though, because it could be past lives. It could be astrology. It could be tarot. Like I said, all these things. And you can get stuck there. And you can bypass your very real and now experience. Um, I mean, if even if we're just taking that one example of past lives, everything starts somewhere, mm -hmm. right? Everything starts somewhere. So who's to say things aren't starting right now? Wounds aren't taking place right now. Exactly. And when we totally and completely bypass the present, you know, we don't even realize that we're continuing on exactly the thing we think we're fucking healing from because we're, we're bypassing part of our experience. So QHHT, again, for everybody, stands for quantum healing hypnosis technique, right? Mm -hmm. Um. <clears throat> Let's break that down to the more general, broader term, quantum healing, Daniel. First, how would you define that for our listeners? Well, I'm going to do the- thrown around a lot, by the way. Quantum. Quantum is getting thrown around a lot, and I- it's like in Princess Bride. I don't think you know exactly what that word means. <laughs> There's so many people that I'm like, do you know what that means? Would you define quantum healing for us? Do you mind if I come back to that and just address one more thing no. that you touched on? With regards to time, you know, as you and I have talked about, I don't believe the time is linear. No. I don't believe linear. it to be linear. Now, I can't quite comprehend how it can be anything other than linear. But I bring this up because I believe that, and this I think ties into quantum, is we may view our world through a very 3D physical lens or physical 3D lens. Uh, I'm not on top of my grammar today, but, but I think both of those work right now. Maybe the quantum level is happening in the here and now. When one of these patterns is broken in the here and now, 
maybe it shifts everything that has come before it in a linear sense. Because if time isn't truly linear, then it can be molded in a different way. Mm-hmm. So what are the ripple effects happening by just having those conversations or making the difficult decisions that need to be made in the here and now? And I bring this up because, again, I'm shooting myself in the foot left and right. Maybe you don't need a past life regression to fix an issue. Because if you're able to spot it, fix it. Because maybe in the act of just, you know, vacuuming, you're changing something if you're just doing it. And then you won't need something like a past life regression to make something more tangible. Because why do you need to make it tangible? Well, a lot of the reason I believe is because it's, I can only address it if I know where its origins are. If I know that this happened in a past life and I know exactly why it happened and who it happened with and what it's all supposed to mean, that's what it's going to take for me to address it. Huh? What? What are you talking about? By the way, I'm speaking from personal experience here. This is the way that I viewed the world. So (laughs) not taking shots at anyone except for myself on this. But it's, it's being present in the moment and in just fixing an issue if it comes up. Absolutely. So to address the other question, what is quantum? And what is quantum healing? So there are many different methods of quantum healing. And the only one that I'm familiar with on my level is quantum healing hypnosis technique or beyond quantum healing. And as you said, what does that word even mean? Well, Danny, I can't really tell you what it means. All I can tell you is the way that I understand it and that it is something that happens on a much deeper level that we may not be able to see with our five senses or experience with our five senses, or maybe we can, but it's a shift that happens in a way that I don't know if science can truly explain it. For your session, for example, the emotion that you felt in the moment and the releases that took place to me, that's quantum because you are having an interaction with a part of yourself that exists in a linear sense in a different place in time. Mm-hmm. And by releasing what was carried or, or sorry, over from that place in time in a still linear sense, there's a shift that happens today in a space that we can't see it. When, when I have someone who comes for back pain, or let's even go for migraines. That's the fun one. Boy, <laughs> probably not the best way to phrase a, a migraine, but anyways, just this I chat with myself from time to time and keeps me amused. <laughs> when someone comes in for migraines and sees that they, you know, were hit in the head or shot in the head, fell off a cliff, mm-hmm. landed on their head, and then just happens to be in the place which feels like the source of their migraines. And then we go through the release process and the migraines no longer return. To me, that's quantum because it's, it's in that unseen, like how, 
how were the migraines taken care of in the here and now by closing your eyes, having some dude talk really slow to put you in a space where you see these <laughs> visuals or experience or feel these things. You I s- like the some dude part. <laughs> <laughs> Women do this too. Uh, <laughs> it was a non-gender term in my head. Some dude. That could be some schmo off the street. <laughs> yeah, I should just stuck with that. Some dude. That was good. Thanks, Danny. And, and then your migraines go away. How? Mm-hmm. How? Can that be explained by anything other than a quantum space? Sure. Could it be placebo? Maybe. Maybe not. But that also, if you've been around here, you know that I also like to push further on the placebo thing and go, okay, so then why did that work? Mm -hmm. We write placebo off like it's this stupid thing. And I'm like, hold the fuck on. You're telling me. There's scientific evidence and proof we can create and manifest our own reality. Mm -hmm. And that's just some piss off thing that we can do. I think we don't go nearly deep enough into what placebo actually is. And actually, I'm glad that you bring it up in this space specifically because it actually, I think placebo maybe does, maybe that's part of the quantum umbrella. Mm, I'm starting to think so. We just don't understand it. We just don't understand it. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Because is there something energetic behind the placebo effect? Right. I don't know. Maybe. We have to start admitting that it's fucking crazy that if we think something is true, that our body can make it true. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. That's nuts, people. That's cool as shit. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, ah, just a placebo. <laughs> ah, just my own magic healing myself. Well, I'll let you know when I <laughs> tell myself that a horn is going to grow out of my head and in a year from now, you see me with, with if horn you out of my head. really do that, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but it's me being sarcastic. I don't know, could it happen? Maybe, but yeah, <clears throat> no, I know what you mean, though. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, well, same wavelength there, right? <laughs> We're talking about cutting off limbs and growing them back because we think we can, right? Oh my God, Daniel. Yeah, of course. Totally. Which maybe (laughs) I believe that anything is possible except for the earth being flat. Other than that, anything is fair game. I don't know. (laughs) Are we going to go there right now? Danny, I got my ass killed for that shit (laughs) hundreds of years ago. (laughs) Touche. Now... Do I think the earth is flat? No. Do I think it's important that we let humans keep questioning the mechanics of our universe? 100%. Yes. 100%. That's my only thing when we go like, fuck you, flat earthers. Because I'm just like, okay, I get it. I get it. But also like we can name... You and I are both part of overlapping industries that come from groups of people that that's been said to for millennia. Mm-hmm. That's not true, right? All these things. And so I no. do I personally think the earth is flat? No, I think it's round. But the reason I think it's round is because I think time is circular. I think that we revolve around the sun in circles. I think so much of our time and existence and systems of our universe are circular type things. So that's why I think the earth is round, Mm -hmm. but I, you and I 
both always really very much agree on the importance is in the freedom to ask those questions and to mm-hmm. think outside the box. Exactly. One thing, the value in having a conversation with a flat earther is you get to understand the way that they think. And just like you brought up with the questioning nature, that is very important. So will it have an influence on the way that you question the world? I'm not saying it's an unhealthy way in which they do it, because I do admire that at least they're questioning it. At least they're not blindly Mm -hmm. accepting everything. Now, the reason I think that flat earthers exist is because the system has failed us so massively that there are some (laughs) people who just can't believe in anything that's been presented to them. So it goes to that extreme. That's an indictment of our system, which also doesn't teach critical thinking skills. (laughs) Very fair point. But yeah, same thing. I, I think it's so important just to have those conversations and Look, I'll, I'll take those little jabs, but that is also the way that I see the world is that anything is possible. It, God, now I'm like, shit, can't I even say that, dude, except for your thing flat, which I firmly believe that it is round. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I feel like that one's been settled or the science has been settled. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. May, maybe. No, nope. Did, I didn't just say that. <laughs> I didn't Book just, it. We're turning Daniel into flat earthers. Just kidding. We're not flat earthers around here, but <laughs> we want you to be free to ask if it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, and <laughs> if you do, please let me know because I would love to have you on my podcast. I would love to have a conversation about that. Oh, yeah. Like I would genuinely love to have a conversation and not a yelling fest or anything like that. Like I would love to understand your perspective and maybe learn a thing or two. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fascinating. Now, I love this. This is kind of gearing us toward where I want to kind of close the show with today, which is we're going to put it through the scope of a past life regression. But as we've been talking about a lot here, you know, and that's what I think quantum healing is. I think it's another word for spiritual hearing or sorry, hearing, (laughs) healing, spiritual healing, hearing could be involved. You could get messages. Um, or like ethereal or esoteric healing, right? There's this mystery involved. There's this unseen higher and grander than what we know essentially involved. So I think that this can be applied to any kind of service session, reading, what have you, within the quantum healing spiritual services umbrella. But we talked about at the very beginning, um, one of the biggest misconceptions is people think I'm going to be cured. I'm going to be fixed. Right. After my, my session with Daniel, I'm going to know that I was Cleopatra and then I'm going to get all my confidence back and I'm never going to have to feel insecure for another day the rest of my life. Um, Daniel, what do you suggest people do? Let's go beyond the regression. Let's let's not get stuck in the past and the past lives. And what would you best advise clients do to really integrate what they've learned? So I'll go back to my- So that they don't bypass themselves. I'll go back to my first session in what I believe I did right after the fact. So I've had some health issues in my life. And 
that's ultimately what brought me to past life regression because I needed to be pushed to a place where I would explore alternative treatments. I was also having, I guess what you can call a spiritual awakening at the time. So I was opening up to more things than just my health. But based off of the things that I had read, I had an expectation that I was going to be magically healed once I walked out of there. And that didn't happen. But I got something much more valuable, which was I wasn't healed. But I was given a choice to look at the world through a new lens and a different perspective. One of the most valuable lessons ever taught to me was the difference between believing and knowing. And that came from my astrology teacher, his name's Jim Sher. Once I understood that I was treating beliefs as facts, the world changed for me. Now I go back to that first session because I couldn't prove to you that past lives were real when I walked out of there. I couldn't. And to this day, I still can't. But I was so moved by the experience that I was a firm believer in past lives. And by default, I was a believer in future lives. So I said to myself, next time it could be better, it could be worse. These are the cards that I've been dealt this time. So how am I going to play them? What am I going to do with my circumstances? Because when I looked in the mirror prior to that session, I saw a sick person. My identity was that of, I'm a sick person. Every choice I made was a byproduct of I'm a sick person. But after that session, I said, you know what? I've got some shit I got to deal with here. I have some symptoms, but I'm more than just a sick person. So my perspective changed and I was no longer a victim of my circumstances. Now I need to make it really clear also that that was specific to me and just where I was in my journey. So I don't expect anyone to have that outlook because maybe it's not right for them. Maybe that was suited for me. But that's what I walked away with and other things. <laughs> but I chose to no longer see myself as a victim. Still, it didn't take away the reality that I had to deal with the symptoms, but everything changed for me once I no longer saw myself through that lens. So I'll give you a good example. My thing has a lot to do with energy. The way I used to look at it is, I can't go take a walk around the block because I'm going to have to recover from it. After my session, it became, hmm, well, I wouldn't be doing anything anyways. I still feel like shit. So I'm going to go take a walk around the block. I can't run around the block. That'd be a little too much for me. But I'm going to go walk around the block. I'm going to live my life a little bit. And if I need some time to recover, I need some time to recover. So what? So I started seizing on more opportunities and living more in the moment instead of worrying about the ramifications while being aware of them, but not having them truly dictate mm -hmm. the trajectory of my life. So, I mean, I bring this up because... This is so Saturn Uranus chart ruler. I can just hear both of them collabing here in yeah. all of this experience <laughs> you're talking about. I love this. <laughs> It's uh, 
Yeah. You can't be held back by those ripple effects that you know might be coming. Mm -hmm. You know them still. You have this information about yourself, right, Saturn? Mm -hmm. And we have this power of unexpected change, wanting to do something, right? And that that Uranus force of, okay, I know that and (laughs) the ellipses. Yeah. Yeah, Good old Aquarius rulers there. Uh, I I know so many Aquarius risings. <laughs> I have to talk about your guys' chart rulers a lot. <laughs> well, you know, we like to hear about it. Um, it's like the other part of that also is the analogy I like to use for past life regression is I want you to picture a big ass hill in front of you and you've got a bag full of or a backpack full of rocks. What we can do in a session is we can help either take rocks out of that bag or empty the bag, but you still got to climb up the hill. Now, on the walk up the hill, it's up to you how quickly you want to get up that hill or if you're going to allow rocks to fall back into your bag, but you still have to climb up that hill. The rocks just weigh you down a little bit, but ultimately... You still got a big ass hill to climb. I liken that to the information that's presented. Or if we're going and clearing something out, that's dumping the rocks. We're going to make it a little bit easier for you to walk through the motions of life, but we're not going to do it for you. We're not going to say, oh, now you have to climb up that hill. Oh, you want to build a tunnel? Good luck with that. How are you going to do that with your bare hands? (laughs) You know, it's, it's bedrock. That you're you're trying to dig through with your hands. <laughs> All right, you want to think you're, you know, whoever. Yeah, now it's just going to go off on that. I was like, you know, you're really committing to the analogy, and I appreciate it. It's going to go into, you know, manifestation. The geology? Second, right, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. But, uh, but yeah, in the geology, too. And then, you know, maybe we'll throw some magma in there that's seeping its way up. <laughs> All the sediment layer. <laughs> but it's, I can't tell you what, to do after session Mm -hmm. the only suggestion i can give you is you know you best but why kick the can down the road because it's my belief that if we don't deal with something in this incarnation then we're just gonna have to deal with that shit in the next one or maybe it won't show up for another five lives wouldn't you be pissed off you found out i gotta deal with this shit that i did five lifetimes ago what the hell so it's up to you what you want to do with it. But I recommend doing something because what's the point of not doing it? Why? Yeah, it's hard. I understand. And I understand I may be simplifying it by saying, oh, well, it's hard. It is. But it's not going anywhere. And do you really want Choose to walk around hard. with it? Choose your hard. Both ways are hard. Which one do you want? Do you want to do the hard work or do you want to keep, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I always, I, I saw that. I think it was a tweet, honestly, forever ago, but it landed so well. And it's so true. I, I like this advice because I think that number one, if you're actually clear on your intentions going into a regression, Mm -hmm. what you do physically, mentally, emotionally afterwards is going to be so much clearer. Mm-hmm. Anyways, if you really got clear with yourself, what you want to get out of it. And when I say what you want to get out of it, I don't mean paint the expectations. 
right? But just like Daniel said, especially if you have, um, well, regression with Daniel, where you're filling out this questionnaire, I mean, you are going to be writing down some specific like questions that you might have, like things like that. But there's a difference in saying, this is what I want to get out of it, meaning this is who I kind of want to be on the other side versus this is what I want to see. This is what I want to experience while we're in the session together. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just drop your mic. Drop it (laughs) right then and there. There's lots of methods. And just like I have to tell lots of you, like it could come in the form of journaling. It could come in the form of just verbally processing, talking it Mm -hmm. out with somebody afterwards. More often than not, it just unfolds over time. Mm -hmm. It just continues unfolding with further and further introspective work. I always tell people, if you don't like to journal, pop in your headphones and go for a walk. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. put on some music and and make a bracelet or paint a picture or color in a coloring book. Something that like your body kind of goes on autopilot and your mind is really, really free to wander. Those are the best ways I think that thoughts and connections form for us after big profound events like this. Mm, as long as you're listening to them. Boom. Now drop the mic. <laughs> I think that's, it's so important to, to to really pay attention to your thoughts, even though the chatter may be unbearable, because then you start to become aware of it. Mm-hmm. And something I hear so often from people is, I can't meditate because I can't slow my mind down. Like, how often do you actually sit with your thoughts and sit with them for a while? Maybe that's the point. It's just to become yeah. aware of it in that space. And then it gets less and less intense over time. I love that. That's so, so, so true. Well, Daniel, this was a value-packed episode. That's that's it. Did you enjoy your time today? We're not doing more? (laughs) I was just getting warmed (laughs) up. We could go on forever, couldn't we, you and I? (laughs) I was just waiting for you to drop twin flames in there. This is part one of five. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we... You just gave me the most fun idea and we'll have you back and we'll do, can we do like a relationships style? Can we talk about twin flame? We have to, we have to, let's do it. Okay. We'll do it. Oh, I'm in. We'll get everyone really excited. As I then cross off my twin flame regressions at that point. Oh, that's why we're going to talk about it. We're going to bust all the myths. I'm I'm going to get rid of that offering. (laughs) By the way, I don't have that offering. I hope you guys are picking up on my sarcasm at this point. Yes. If you do a twin flame regression, please reach out to me and let me know how it was. I'm curious. I'd love to learn. Yeah. What what was that like? Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. I'd I'd love to come back and have that conversation. I want to hear, and I'm for real, call to action. Send us your twin flame stories, your past life relationship stories, things like that, whether it's like karmic relationships or whether it's a reader who told you you have a twin flame or this sense you have about somebody, I would love to hear your experiences. And I want to talk about mine and Daniel's views and experiences as spiritual professionals (laughs) who this comes across our plate a lot. (laughs) One thing I do want to say with that though is while you know, this is bucking the the bull with my, my four placements of Taurus. My, 
my isn't really directed at the people who believe in it. It's more the perpetuators. So I just want you to know. Could not agree more. Absolutely. It's a real thing. mm -hmm. Yes. That if it's something you believe in, that I'm going to treat you with respect. That I'm not going, you know, you will be, if you decide to do a session with me and you happen to believe in these things, I will treat you with respect and you'll be safe. Like, I'm not like, you're an idiot or nothing like that. It's let's talk about this. You know, maybe you will come to understand that this person was your twin flame. Like, I, I, I stray away from terminology, but I just want, you to know, it's a punch up. I don't punch down. Like no, you're, you're my safe. punches are at people who exploit terms like this. Exactly. Directly. <laughs> Quite uh, honestly. I am guilty of that in past lives. So I've been a snake oil salesman. <laughs> we probably, I'm probably right up there, honestly. Yeah, Danny and I were probably Danny. partners in crime at one time or another. And now we're, we're Great, trying to right our wrongs. everyone. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now we're blowing the lid off all of everyone's cons. Well, and, there's my uh, South Known Scorpio. bringing the truth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eighth house. That. Eighth house, South Node and Five degrees away from Pluto. Nice. (laughs) Deep. It's my way of saying. what they call that. I've screwed a few people over in past lives and I'm doing my best to operate with nothing but integrity now. (laughs) Yes. It's all that that balance. (laughs) This was the best as always. Before we go, please tell everybody where we can find you. Sure. Call you, support you, work with you. So my podcast is called Timeless Spirituality. I like it. It's cool. I've had Danny on. Did a really good episode. Got some feedback on the other day. I'll tell you about it after Danny. <laughs> and you can reach me on Instagram at the Past Life Regressionist or my website, thepastliferegressionist.com. And uh, I'm, I show up differently to sessions. I just really want to emphasize that. I, there's a steadfast nature that I have in a session where, where I haven't really demonstrated that today. So I'm there for you 150,000% during a session and I will go to the depths of hell with you if that's where you feel ready to go and I'll be your biggest cheerleader there. Absolutely. I can attest to it. He's a really good regressionist. And also you can't help but have a little fun when you come in the neighborhood that's why yeah <laughs> we let our there's hair a side here. of me that comes out when i'm chatting with danny I'm like, what the hell did you do to me did you put it it's the best right i mean like did you put a spell on me but i don't think See? it was that i think it's just it's danny it's, just, it's easy to to just be a fool around danny but i say fun. that with nothing but love of oh, it's fun to just let loose around danny yeah Exactly. Yeah. It's way more fun though. I love it. Daniel, as always, seriously, this was really, really amazing. Thank you for all this. Excited to go more in depth. You know, you're going to be around the neighborhood again. Always will be. Absolutely. And everybody, thank you so much for your time today. This was awesome. Thank you for your time. Everywhere. Yes. If you want to follow Daniel, all of that stuff is in the show notes. And thank you. Stay safe. Have fun. Stay magical out there. Hey neighbor, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of That Witch Podcast. If you want to support the show and get your hands on some really magical goodies, make sure you check out some of the awesome companies that I'm an affiliate for in the show notes below. 
You can also leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes as well as Spotify now. And really the best way to support that witch podcast is just by sharing the show online, like your social media platforms, or telling a friend that you think would enjoy it. If you're looking for more magical content like bonus episodes, classes I teach, and support in your witchcraft, make sure you come check us out in that witch school, my magical monthly membership with a very welcoming private online community. And don't forget to subscribe to my email list for weekly astro forecasts, journal prompts, and more, and stay up to date with all the happenings here in the neighborhood.